All right, hey everybody! It's time for uh, the uh, another episode of uh, Sleep with TNG, and this episode is a two-parter. We'll we'll be covering the first part tonight, and it's Redemption, it's season four, episode twenty-six. Which, when I was writing this earlier, I thought about that. what an um, accomplishment that is: twenty-six episodes, and I'm presuming in a year of uh, quality television. I mean, that's an episode every two weeks. I mean, my math could be off, but I'm pretty sure 26 plus 2, 26 times 2 is 50. 26 times 2 is 52. Maybe there's 54 weeks in a year. Maybe there's 52. I'm not sure. But uh, really a great accomplishment. And this is one of these episodes uh, that not only stands up to, like, uh, multiple rewatches, but really reveals more and more depth. Uh, if you watch both episodes, uh, I don't know how many times I've watched this first episode because I watched it once maybe a year or two ago and then uh, a bunch of times recently. Uh, and it really is an amazing, amazing episode if you're a fan of uh, Jean-Luc and, or Worf and or Bolt or... Uh, it kind of the like I don't know the the ways in which you if you if you choose to project I I think that's one of the great things about TNG or Star Trek Star Trek is that you can project and identify with characters, uh, particularly Worf and Data. You know the times you do feel like you're a little bit on the O U T S I D E or whatever. Or you don't understand you know your 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 own journey of self discovery. And then doing it also through uh, Picard's eyes. This is just a classic. So it opens with Captain's log, headed to the Kling- Klingon homeworld. My handwriting says an installation c- c- ceremony, but it's an installation ceremony. And hopefully to correct a grave injustice. It, what does that say? Roses? Uh, Worf? Oh, he's got a robe on. So Worf's working out. Uh, he's doing a little... Uh, like Klingon martial arts practice or training. I don't know if they've seen this, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I don't know if what to, to describe it other than like a robe. Uh, but he's there. Chad each shows up. That's Picard. Not time. Oh, this is just real. I'll read some of the, um, the dialogues. It's so amazing. And you think about TV writing, or I think about writing a lot. Within the first four minutes, this episode sets up the theme and the the main conflict uh, in a very segmented television way, but it was still flaw—I mean, in my opinion, flawlessly. Uh, so Picard rolls up to Warsham, worse working out, and they talk about uh, some, some amazing things. Uh, uh, basically, well, I guess I don't even need to read it. Picard basically says. Uh, well, practice more info, nothing, the gourd. Uh, but, but basically, Picard says, are you going to try to right the wrongs when we're here on your home world? And Garon's going to be in charge. And basically, Worf says, I think this calls for more practice. Uh, uh, oh, because he says, I'm here as your each, not as your uh, captain. And he, sa- he says, uh, oh, yeah, Worf says, it's not time for me yet. Uh, and he says, patience is sometimes more effective than sharp things. Apicard says, well, patience is a human virtue. I'm glad to see you've taken on, but doesn't this situation call for a more Klingon response? 
He goes, this was like a cover-up, uh, and you got the, the, the raw side of it. Uh, no escargot scheduled. Garon what? Uh, effective for, for Bortas. Why? The lies must be challenged. Uh, like, uh, and Worf goes, yeah, I've grown weary of uh, this dishonor. Oh, and then the breaker calls. He goes, yeah, we got this vessel Bortas here. It says it's going to be our escort. Worf goes, yeah, there's no escort. They go up to the bridge, and Picard goes on screen. It goes, he goes, yo, this is Gowron. Uh, Picard goes, what's up, Gowron? He goes, we've got to speak if we're going to be successful. And he says, successful at what? Uh, that's where I said, what? Bortas. Uh, and then he said to Garon, what? He goes, yeah, I must speak uh, if we're going to stop the trouble on, the Kling, trouble in Klingon again. And then there's a zoom on Picard. Uh, episode opens. And I'm watching still the, the scene playing in front of me is still uh, Worf's. Uh, really, I didn't realize his robe uh, was so, it kind of has like that puckered material. Really looks comfortable and like uh, good for uh, wicking of sweat and he's working out and, and staying cool and also looking cool honor will scorn have no chronicry the sisters of dunkus uh, pottery three fleet commanders how many football this is what my handwriting says uh, i do not see what i can do to assist uh you must see this duty to the end. It's beyond my purview. So basically, Gowron's, uh, oh, he says, uh, however, so basically, Duras's sisters are making trouble. Oh, for the patriarchy. That's what that says. Uh, I think they already have three fleet commanders uh, on their side. And Picard says, well, I don't see what I can do to assist you if they're not going to follow you, if they're going to follow Duras's sisters. Uh, and Garon says, you got to see me into being in charge till the end. And Picard says, well, let's be on my purview. Yeah, I'll deal with things according to Klingon war, law, but not anymore. Not enough uh, wharf uh, tail ergos. Uh, Picard to data. Riker looks on. Wharf tail argues. Let me see what that is. Transporter room. Dismissed, arms crossed. Uh, I would speak with you. Don't hurt tra- trails. Uh, I am not. Gowron's mind is blown. Live you with your uh, deezer like a Klingon. Uh, stop to 14. <laughs> this is what my notes say. And I'm not, I guess I'm not, I'm being serious. Uh, but so, okay. So where were we? Picard met with Gowron. He says, geez, you got to help me make sure I'm in charge. That's Picard goes, I'm just going to follow the laws. And uh, Gowron goes, I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Then Picard says, Worf, take this guest to our transporter room. And then Picard says, Data, keep an eye on for Romulans in the neutral zone, a teaser. And keep our outpost stations, keep us alert. Uh, and Data goes, aye. And then he says, uh, Picard goes to Riker, Duras are trying to make a move on Gowron. Riker goes back, but Romulans, I don't know, but, you know, we know the history. 
then Worf uh, dismisses the technician in the transporter room. He goes, I like how he says this, I would speak with you. Oh, and Garon says, I don't hear the words of traitors uh, like a little kid. And Worf goes, I'm not a traitor. And he goes, well, what do you mean? You said you were, your family is. Uh, and Worf goes, I tech took the discommendation to protect the Empire. And Garon goes, what? He goes, it was Duras' dad who did all this, not me. And he goes, you got any proof? Uh, and Worf goes, I, there is proof. Uh, and he goes, well, why would you do it? He goes, well, the you know, the he goes, he has the richest family in town. Uh, I didn't want to split the Empire. So the council got to blame my dad. And Gowron's like, you got to be kidding me. The council knew. And Worf goes, listen, I know you're, I believe you to be a man of honor. I restore my family name. And he goes, dude, I can't do it. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, I know you've, you've helped me out in the past, but, uh, Worf goes, what about when you're in charge? And he goes, well, I'll need the council's support. Uh, I guess they can't reveal this cover up. Uh, and again, the thematic stuff comes up. One war, Picard's telling him to be more like Klingon. Worf's trying to pack his patience. Now he says, now you must live with your decision like a Klingon. Uh, yeah. Stop to 1-4. I don't know what that means. Uh, skip to, oh, no, to, it was in my own note to myself. Skip because there was a page mix up in my notebook. Uh, then we get some Guinan uh, whoopee moment. It really, really good actually. When you think about counselors on the ship, uh, and a little bit of comic relief, or kind kind of a comic relief, or lighthearted moment. So Worf's practicing uh, like his nerf, you know, nerf aiming, playing video games. Guinan rolls up, uh, and she says, "Mind if I join you?" Uh, was, you know, I thought I'd get a little practice in. He goes, "You practice?" She goes, "Yeah." Worf goes, well, I practice at level 14. And uh, Guinan says, well, I guess I could bring it down to that level. Uh, and she starts to work at it. Uh, uh, like, she goes, yeah, I've been doing this uh, since way before you were even a, like, a twinkle in your mother's eye or whatever. And then she does with a casual conversation. You know, she goes, she's had a bet with the captain. I can make you laugh before you became lieutenant commander. And Worf says, not a good bet today. And she goes, well, I've seen you laugh. I really like it. And Worf goes, Klingons do not laugh. Uh, but obviously he's distracted because his aiming's off. And she kind of goes, well, that's not true. Uh, I've heard many Klingon, Klingon laughs. Uh, she goes, as a matter of fact, your son laughs. He's Klingon. And Worf goes, no, he's a child, one. And uh, two, uh, He's human, part human. And she goes, yeah, okay, so you're full full, full Klingon, but you don't laugh. Uh, and a classic Worf line, he goes, I do not laugh because I do not feel like laughing. And Guinan says, well, other Klingons laugh. What does it say about you? And the truth comes out. He goes, perhaps it says I do not feel like other Klingons. And uh, Guinan wins the computer, th the game, and the, the, the other game, the sub-game. Because it didn't really sound, it, it was more like, uh, it didn't sound that truthy when Worf said it. Because uh, he was saying it in a, a, a pesky kind of way. So it had to, you know, she planted the seed. 
And then she goes, geez, don't worry. I've been playing these games since before you were born. How's your son? He goes, it's not easy for him on Earth. And she goes, I could see how, you know, living with humans, he's killing and confusing, huh? And Worf goes, yeah, it won't be, won't be easy. And she goes, no. But at some point, he goes, he's going to want to know what it's like to be Klingon, just like you're kind of on your own journey doing that. And uh, I don't know, excellent, excellent scene. Uh, Oh, okay. So then uh, Picard carols and has grapes, a snack. Uh, Actually, oh, yeah, Picard has a plate with carrots and grapes on it, I think. We'll see here. Worf asks for a leave of absence, which uh, Picard grants. He's happy. Kepla or whatever. Good luck, bruh. He says, uh, and then it goes to a commercial. Uh, anything else? Have? No, that was it. Uh, let me just check what Picard had on his plate here. Oh, he takes it out. He's, I think he's got carrots and grapes. It looks like, like a healthy midday snack. Or, uh, and let's see. Then there's a commercial. Then Worf talks his personal log. I track down my brother. Got to discuss some stuff with him. Uh, then old Commander Kern, one of our fa- one of my favorites. Uh, Worf starts to talk to Commander Kern. He goes too long, yeah, no doubt too long. Then Kern gets all this Khaleesi talk going. Believe it or not, I don't know if the Khaleesi is watching this because he's, he's basically saying we're going to break the, the wheel. We're going to break the wheel. He goes because uh, he says we got to help Gowron. He goes Gowron's a part of the wheel, dude. And we're going to break the wheel, uh, the system, the whole nine yards, uh, or uh, whatever uh, the, whatever term we use for it, uh, kilowatts. And uh, they go back and forth. And Kern says, just join us, Worf. And Worf goes, no, Gowron's the leader, man. And uh, Kern says, uh, he spits in your face, man. There's no honor. And Worf goes, there's no honor via dishonor. By the way, I'm the older brother. Worf takes a patriarchal dominance. What is it between siblings? Uh, but he says, I'm the older brother. I make the decisions. Uh, he goes, well, we're not going to, we're going to be subtle about this man. We're going to wait till he needs us. Also, I could not find anything about this, but it seems like, so uh, let's see the time. It's uh Right now he's getting a drink, but there's like a bowl with like salt or sand in it. And I couldn't find anything about this on the internet. I mean, it didn't look very long, but, uh, I don't know if Klingons have a salt bowl or what, but it's like right right around 15 or 14 minutes into the episode. It's to, uh, Kern's left as he's drinking. I think he even dips his hand into it. Let's just keep watching here. Right now he's raising his glass to wharf. Worf's about to drop the whole older brother thing on him. Yeah, right now he's his back turned. He's thinking. His hair looking majestic. Breezy. He shakes his mane a little bit. Kern goes, what? WTF, man. And this is when Worf goes, no honor without dishonor or whatever. Uh, Kern walks up to Worf, uh, two or three inches ahead of him, tries to act dominant. And uh, Worf says, no, 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 bruh. But they're having a civil, civil, like, civil dominance discussion. Uh, 
like, uh, yeah, like, okay, so they're still talking. And I once just wanted to see if he goes to the salt, salt pile or sand pile, puts his hand on his brother's shoulder. We'll wait, uh, make our move later. All subtle, like, uh, when he needs us, we'll offer our support. Uh, we'll have an advantage, uh, and we'll get our honor back, the restoration of our family name. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, now Kern turns, heads back. Yeah, there's a pile of, he's got his hand uh, across. He lays his hand in the salt or the sand thoughtfully. He's holding on to it. He's kind of like gripping it, uh, thinking sand or thinking salt. I could probably use this. He says, I got to go to the Mempa sector, get some more supports. Or says, call me later. He says, okay. And Kern says, no problem. But he just crosses arms. Uh, okay, then uh, let's see, where are we? I'll be ready. Uh, then we're at the Great Hall, the Kung An High Council, Picard stands, uh, Gowron, Murrell, you stand alone. I wish it. Uh, no other challengers. Basically, it's time for Gowron to become in charge. Uh, to get the robe uh, that symbolizes that. Uh, and then right, he says, okay, there's no challengers. And then he, Picard goes with the robe on him. And then they go, there is one challenger. I'll challenge him. I'm Duras's son. Uh, forget his name. It'll come up soon. Uh, and then someone says, Larissa, or uh, I, I, gotta, I don't know the names right this second, but uh, is this your doing, like Duras's sister? Lolursa, that's her name. Uh, she goes, yeah, we found out he has a son, uh, Bator, Bator, uh, Tor, oh, Toral. Uh, Lolursa and Bator, uh, Doris's sisters. They go, well, this can't be Doris's son. They go, okay, we'll check his genes. Uh, and Gowron's like, this is outrageous, man. I'm in charge. This is just a kid, uh. And he's got a bit of spunk in him, this kid. He's got some attitude. What's his name? Toral. And uh, they say, well, the arbiter will consider it. Uh, give us a few, you know, give us a bit. Is that it? Uh, Duras' son to validity. Oh, dear. Picard has an oh, dear look. Uh, then there's a secret meeting with Duras' sisters and uh, the kid, kid Toral. And a secret figure in the background. There may even be a Romulan already revealed. And to me, this was one of the great reveals at the, like, a great season finale, even though I wasn't watching it. Uh, then Worf is facing his brother. He goes, I got seven sectors on seven squadrons uh, with me. And I think he said, let's meet up in the home world. Uh, then we have another great scene, a real small scene that I just didn't quite pick up on and the, the subtleness of it. Uh, but Worf's learning. Worf's using in data are doing research. And Picard comes in uh, and he goes, they're, they're looking up stuff, the proof for Duras, uh, that Duras's dad was uh, phony. And Picard goes, dude, I thought you were on a leave of absence. Are you still working? And uh, Worf goes, no, I'm doing research on Duras. Uh, and he goes, uh, okay, we've got to talk in private, man. And he goes, basically, Picard sits him down. He goes, dude, you can't, this is a conflict of interest. You can't use uh, 
our our resources uh, to uh, against Duras. Uh, so he says we got to walk the tightrope of compromise or something. And Orf goes, I need those Federation records. And he goes, this is a compromise of our fundamental principles. You can't use your Starfleet to make change, political change. Uh, and Worf goes, I need to, man. And Picard goes, I'm lecturing you and trying to avoid my own conflict interest. You don't think, I don't want Duras family in charge. Uh, okay, you know, he goes, I have personal stuff and Starfleet stuff. And he said, oh, this is what he says. We walk the same tightrope between two worlds, you and I. We have to try to keep those uh, two worlds separate or we shall certainly fail or fall. And Ricardo goes, I'll tell you what, I'll open source all the documents to anybody, not just you. That's a fair way to do it. And Worf goes, thanks, man. And then Riker calls. He goes, you got a private message, uh, so Picard gets it. Uh, he gets invited to the Duras' sister's house for tea. Serial Gorn, you come here, brave act. Uh, she touches his head. Picard is impressed with the Earl Grey. You see clearly, could be the end of the alliance, be our friend. You are like a couple of ranchers. What? Uh, nervous looks, a good day. Card speech time with due respect. Uh, he's just a boy. Okay, so basically what happens is Picard gets called to see Laura Lurson Bator. And uh, they say, hey, Earl Grey, right? He goes, yep. Uh, they go, we just came here by yourself. That's brave. Uh, Picard goes, well, I didn't expect your invitation. They go, yeah, we should have invited you sooner. We just, you know, we know you don't like our brother. And they go, neither did we. And they say, we don't want to be your enemy. Uh, and Picard goes, that's great. Uh, they go, do you have a d- decision on Toral? And they, Picard goes, not yet. I'm working on it. Uh, they freshen his tea. They go, Jesus, Toral's going to help us. Uh, you know, next, he's the next generation, support of the people and all that. And Picard goes, well, I want to see if he has the support of the law. That's my job. And they go, well, you got to figure it out. Picard goes, okay, well, I'm in a pickle here because if I see Toral's challenge is valid, uh, you two will be in charge. Gowron will be out. Uh, if I reject Toral's claim, you'll say I'm just uh, like uh, serving Federation interests and you'll try a coup against Gowron. And that's when they say, you see clearly, but one thing is missing. Uh, uh, what if uh, you rule against us and we win? Yeah, that would be the end of the alliance with the Federation. And wouldn't that be unfortunate? Uh, and Picard goes, you've manipulated the circumstances with the skill of Romulan. I'll make my announcement tomorrow. Great tea, good day. Okay, so then Picard goes, uh, where's the speech here? Okay, Picard makes a speech. With all due respect, this dude, he goes, I understand he's definitely uh, has the Duras bloodline. One day, perhaps. Right now, he's just a boy. Perhaps he shall. Uh, but just because uh, he has a bloodline doesn't mean he has a claim to leadership. He's never led anything. And then the, the dude says, uh, the Tor- Toral says, uh, follow me and I'll show you honor. Uh, and, 
Let me see. What, let me read the things. Uh, and then O'Garron says, if you follow him, you're rejecting Klingon law. Superguard basically says Gowron's in charge. Uh, you know, Duras had a claim. He's not here anymore. Gowron is. He, I already gave him the claim. And uh, that's it. Uh, and then seven people follow along. And then there's like a lot of oh dear looks. Uh, a lot of like looks. Uh, then there's an ad. I think on Frown Mound, that's what that says. Then at 2854, oh, this is a great shot of the Klingon vessels. Uh, uh, Worf is, uh, what is this? Worf Gowron pointing at throne. I got four squadrons. What? Uh, so Worf is meeting with Gowron. Oh, he says, dude, you're in trouble. Uh, how are you going to deal with Duras? And he goes, what do you, he goes, you're dishonored, bruh. And Worf goes, I got four squadrons. And he goes, how? And he goes, my brother Kern. And he goes, Kern's your brother? Why? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we hid his bloodline to protect him. Uh, and Gowron goes, he doesn't like me. And Worf goes, I'm the older brother. I'm in charge. And Gowron goes, what do you want? Worf goes, family honor. And Garon's finicky. He says, uh, and Garon really said, think about it. He says, well, four squadrons, not enough. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, we need more help. Uh, and, uh, you could get Federation help. Uh, Picard listens to you. And Worf goes, I can't ask for my work. That's my work, man. And Garon goes, well, if you want your family honor, you're going to have to get a Federation help. Uh, he goes, are you a Klingon or are you hiding behind human sur- sur- excuses? What are you, Worf? Uh, are you trying to talk your way out of stuff uh, like a human? Or do you hear the cry calling you, uh, calling you to glory like a king Klingon? Uh, let's see. Listens to you. Okay, we got that. Uh, then Enterprise looks on. As it begins, uh, Klingon, oh yeah, Klingon, the, 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 some other Klingon ship shows up and starts going after Gowron's ship. Uh, uh, Worf's on board helping out. Uh, there's, uh, is this a dwarf? It definitely doesn't, a dwarf skunk. That's what my handwriting looks like. Uh, but there's trouble. Worf's working. Uh, lost a dwarf skunk, general dislikes, uh, Paul, Paul Picard, Paul Picard has to sit, uh, let's see, basically, uh, there's two ships against the Borda, Bortas, uh, and Gowron's working, uh, the Enterprise is looking on, Picard says it's begun. And uh, Data's like, Picard, what are we going to do? They're in trouble. And Worf's on board, I think. And Worf says, or Picard says, we got to get away from here. We got to stay out of this. Uh, Riker goes, but isn't Bortas? Shouldn't we help him? And Picard goes, engage. Uh, we can't drag the Federation into this. Uh, so then they're like, oh, no, the ship's in trouble. Uh, shields are going down. Worf goes, uh, the grounds goes, let's go, let's get this done. Picard goes, or Worf goes, no, 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 no. Uh, let them sh- think the ship's, uh, helpless and then, uh, we can trick Ruum. And then War they go, Garon goes, okay. And then 35,000 Kelly cams, that must be kilometers. I think I looked it up though at the end. 
Uh, 20, you know, they go, okay, now they're in transporter range. They're going to drop their shields. So they take out one ship, uh, but the second ship manages to only get minor uh, hits. uh, And they're like, now they're in trouble again. But then when a Kern's ship shows up and defends them, it uh, Kern goes, yo, we're here to follow the banner of Gowron. And Worf says, uh, uh, the enemy took off, the other ship took off anyway. And Gowron goes, great job, Kern. I can't believe Lursa and Bator already moved against me. Meet me at the Great Hall. And then Gowron says, call the Enterprise and tell them to, to attend my installation as a leader. And then we have another captain's log. With newfound support, Gowron has chosen to proceed with the installation ceremony. The Enterprise has returned so that I may perform my final duty as Arbiter of Succession. Uh, let's see what else we have. Goss, G-H-O-S, I could said a lot. Uh, uh, robe goes on. So Picard puts the robe on Gowron. Uh, Ma Dev Goss. Uh, Worf walks up uh, to him uh, with Kern. He goes, oh, geez, you both proven yourselves. Your hearts are Klingon. Giving you your honor back. Let your name be spoken once again. And then there's an ad after they get their uh, honor back. Worf gets his honor back. Uh, then Klingon Enterprise, uh, Klingon ship and Enterprise after the ad. Worf, Riker, Picard, and the soul leader Gowron uh, are on the ship. Uh, and Gowron goes, uh, because of the treaty, I want your assistance in, against my enemies. Uh, and Riker goes, those are Klingons. He goes, all who oppose me. And Picard goes, Enterprise or the uh, Federation can't get involved in internal affairs. Uh, and Gowron goes, you already did the right of succession. You're involved. And Picard goes, this is, my duties are done, man. And then Worf butts in. He goes, Captain, we got to intervene. Uh, Duras, this is Duras is behind it. They're no good. Uh, and they're not good for the Federation either. You know that. Uh, they uh, conspired with Romulans. He goes, I beg you, support us in this cause. Uh, and Picard goes, Worf, I don't have to, Mr. Worf, I don't have to re- re- lecture you on non-interference. Uh, we've sworn an oath. Uh, no matter personal feelings, I refuse your request. Uh, Gowron starts to st- pound, what do you call that? Like, uh, go out like in a frustrated way. Worf's behind him, and Picard goes, Worf, uh, you got to get back to work, man. Uh, leave of absence is over. We're leaving. And Worf goes, Captain, I need an extended absence. Uh, and Picard goes, Worf, uh, nope, uh, time to get back to work. Your responsibilities as a Starfleet officer are incompatible with remaining on board a Klingon ship uh, during internal affairs. And Picard goes, Captain, please. Uh, and he goes, I order you to return to duty at once. And then Worf resigns. His commission as a Starfleet officer puts his uh, Enterprise badge on the table. And it's like a dun-dun-dun moment. Uh, Worf was stunned. Uh, oh, Worf stunned. he's been stunned. But the captain refused him. 
And then uh, uh, Garon says, I'll wait you on the board to us. And Worf walks out of the room. There's lots of music. Uh, and uh, then Worf's in his room packing. He's in a Klingon uniform now. And doorbell rings. Picard goes, Jesus, do you mind if I come in? Worf goes, no. And he goes, so you're going to be on working on the Bortas, huh? Worf goes, yeah. And Picard goes, you're going to serve them well. And uh, Picard, really great scene, by the way, this one. Like, uh, hey, Picard goes, geez, are you certain you're making the right choice? Uh, and Worf goes, you know, I was raised by humans, uh, spent my life around them. But I was born a Klingon. My heart is of that world. Uh, I do hear the cry of the warrior. I belong with my people. And then Picard says, well, you're the only Klingon ever to serve in Starfleet, which gave you singular distinction. But what I felt was unique about you was your humanity, compassion, generosity, and fairness. You took the best qualities of humanity, made them a part of you. And uh, the result was someone I'm proud to call one of my officers. Uh, and he says, I'll have your tra- belongings transported. Which is something since I think Picard's getting a little like away with a little bit, uh, just because he told him at the beginning of the episode to be more Klingon. But then I, I don't know. Sometimes I started to wonder: Is Picard like God? Like is, in some sense, like uh, I mean, he does have this God-like power, but in uh, even though he's human, he is like superhuman in his uh, ability to deal with things uh, and be kind and generous. So maybe he knows how this is all going to work out. But then I cried. I'm not going to b- bounce around at it. Not on the first time. Maybe on the second or third time I saw the scene. I think on the third time, uh, if Picard walks out, Picard goes, thanks. Uh, and they go out of the room and the whole hall is uh, all like the whole ship is there. All everybody's there uh, waiting to say goodbye to um, Picard. I mean, waiting to say goodbye to Worf, uh, all the staff, uh, and, uh, it was real, it was really a tearjerker, uh, for me. It was the third time I even wrote it down here and, uh, everybody stands at attention. Uh, they're all looking like at Worf with like respecting kind eyes. Uh, then they go to the transporter room and I think I wrote everybody that's there. Uh, but maybe I didn't, uh. Lift to surprise. Maybe it was after they got off the lift. Uh, such a great dialogue. Uh, tear-filled moment. Worf gets your transporter permission. Uh, I think it's everybody's there. Like, Troy, uh, let me get a little fast forward here. Yeah, so Data, Jordy, uh, Troy, Crusher, Riker. Am I missing anybody? I think that's it. Uh, they're all waiting to say goodbye, but like in military style. And Worf's kind of uh, choking back some feelings, I think. Uh, then he says, uh, permission to leave the ship. Uh, Picard says, permission granted, cupola, cupola or whatever. And then Worf says, goodbye. Uh, and then Riker dismisses everybody. He says, you know, basically get back to work. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Picard just kind of stays good behind, good behind, behind as everybody goes back and kind of just looks at the, um, transporter. 
uh, kind of stares off at it. Then we see some shots of the ships, uh, Duras's crew. Oh, then we go to, um, back to wherever Duras's sisters hang out. Uh, so they're there. His sister, their sisters, uh, Toral. So let's see who's there. So yeah, Toral, Duras's sisters, uh, some, uh, Romulan dude, uh, and then a Romulan messenger comes in, hands a messenger, and then we see a char- the character in the background before, and uh, they see Jesus Picard rejected uh, Garon's plea. Uh, Enterprise has left orbit, and Toral says, "Oh, he wasn't tough enough. Uh, Picard's weak." Uh, and they say, "Be quiet, kid." Uh, and then the the woman steps forward. You immediately hear her voice. She say, "I know that voice. This really was such a reveal for me the first time. It's so sweet." Uh, and she says, "Celebrate later, Toral. Uh, we should not disallow, discount Jean Luc Picard yet. Uh, he is human, and humans have a way of showing up when you least expect them." And uh, while she's saying that, we see that uh, the actress who played Tasha Yar, or Tasha Yar, and uh, pretty mind blowing because uh, she was in, she was in the big you know the big spaceship in the sky, and uh, that's how the episode and the season and the episode end. Uh, and we will do another episode. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll continue that. You know, the next episode we do will be that one. Um, but let's look at a couple of things. One thing I question I had, uh, let's see, Wikipedia, the ep- entry for this episode. Uh, this was the 100th and the 101st episodes of the series in the fourth and fifth season. I mean, I had a question about the, uh, this is about the plot. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I don't know when they were, uh, when they were filmed. They're both written by Ronald Moore. Uh, and I mean, not to be, be, but just the writing is really, really, really good. According to Wikipedia, Ronald Reagan was on set during filming of the first episode. Uh, it's one of the high, more highly recommended, uh, uh, episodes, um, it's on the Blu-ray, uh, reunion is a prequel to this, uh, and yesterday's Enterprise, which I think we might have covered, uh, is also re- related to the next uh, part two. It doesn't say anything about filming, so I guess they probably, maybe they filmed it, you know, a few months apart. I'm not sure. Uh, just in case you're wondering, the baldric is what uh, Worf wears. I always forget uh, the sash uh, that goes over the left or right of uh, Klingons. It's uh, a symbol of their Klingon house. Uh, Worf, uh, wears his baldric as a member of Starfleet over his right shoulder. Uh, so I just wanted to get that. Now, those of you studying for SAT or any other thing, purview is one of the words of the week. P-U-R-V-I-E-W is from Middle English, uh, purview, provisio, uh, and the Anglo-Norman purviewista, uh, it is provided. This is from the Wikinictionary. It's a purview as a noun, the enacting part of a statute, the scope of a statute, uh, the scope or range of interest or control. I think that's what how Picard was using it, but it may, yeah, as a noun, uh, range of understanding. It was a scope or range of his interest or control as arbiter. 
uh, as arbiter. What about leave of absence? That's a word we use all the time. This is also from Wikipedia. It's a period of time you were away from your job while maintaining status of employee. Uh, it can be used restrictively to exclude other periods away from the workplace, uh, like vacation, pay, paid time off, holidays, hiatus, sabbaticals. Uh, but usually leave of absence is used for exceptional circumstances, uh, but such an arrangement is a predefined uh, termination at a particular date or after a certain event has occurred, wharf, yeah, there's paid and unpaid, continue, you know, but they don't, I don't know how that, any of that works on, uh, I don't know how any of that works on Starfleet. Uh, Arbiter, oh, Arbiter is a character in Halo. Uh, Arbiter Clash, a Protoss ship in Starcraft, uh, but it's a person who decides uh, uh, things in arbitration. Arbiter is used in Dante in the game uh, DMC. Uh, Arbiter, though, I I think it, which one was the Arbiter? It was in Star. Oh, that's in Starfleet. I thought there was oh the Protoss and Starfleet have uh, Arbiters. I think I don't know if Arbiter's a good long range one or if the Arbiter is that the giant one. I don't know. Nothing like a Starcraft craft reference. Then Kelly Cam is a Klingon measurement. Uh, so this is from uh, fan, memoryalpha.fandom.com. Uh, it's intended for use at a planetary scale and interstellar. Oh, insignificant for interstellar measurements. Uh, it doesn't wonder what it converts to. I mean, it sounds like kilometers, uh, oh, but it just doesn't say. It would be nice, you know, have a conversion. Uh, it probably converts somewhere, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But so Kelly cams, so let's just say it's like a kilometers, but, uh, that wouldn't be accurate. Okay. And then perhaps I think that said once or twice in this episode, it reminds me of this song. I think I first heard it as a cake song, uh, but originally it was a song known as Quizas, 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 uh, or UI in Spanish. Uh, but it's a, a, f- a famous, uh, popular song by Cuban songwriter Osvaldo Fares, uh, who uh, wrote the music and the original lyrics for the song, which became a hit for Bobby Capo in 1947. Uh, the English lyrics were written by Joe Davis. They're not a translation of the Spanish lyrics. Uh, English version was re- first recorded by Desi Arnaz in 1948. It's also been covered by Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, Doris Day, uh, Sarah Montiel, Celia Cruz, uh, Paco de Lucia, uh, Cake, uh, Samantha Fox, holy cow, really? Uh, Jerry Hollowell uh, from uh, uh, one of the original Spice Girls, uh, uh, Mari Wilson. Ruben Gonzalez, I didn't realize it was covered this many times, Emma Bunton, Pussycat Dolls, Point of Vista Social Club, uh, Andrea Bocelli, Il Devo, I guess this is going, uh, so it's been covered a lot of times, uh, and here's the lyrics, uh, this is taken from the cake song, but it is the lyrics from, uh, so the songwriters are, uh, Osvaldo Faris and, uh, Joe Davis, uh, you won't admit you love me, and so how am I ever to know? 
You only tell me, perhaps, 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 a million times I ask you, and then I ask you over again. You only answer, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. If you can't make your mind up, we'll never get started. And I don't want to wind up uh, being parted, broken-hearted. So if you really love me, say yes. Uh, but if you don't, dear, confess. Uh, and and perhaps, please don't tell me, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, if you can't make your mind up, we'll never get started. And I don't want to wind up being parted, broken-hearted. So if you really love me, say yes. Uh, but if you don't, dear, confess. Uh, and please don't tell me, perhaps, perhaps. So that's the song, uh, Perhaps, uh, Perhaps, Perhaps, by uh, Joe Davis and Osvaldo Farris. Uh, uh, Joe Davis, that's the song by Joe Davis and Osvaldo Farris. Uh, just reminding me of... Uh, uh, I don't know who the times it gets uh, perhaps came up in this episode. Perhaps uh, I'll talk to you soon. Good night.